Chapter Thirty Nine of the Barnabys in America by Francis Milton Trollope. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Thirty Nine. Cross-examinations continued. Touching reminiscences, local associations. Mrs. Allen Barnaby displays her talent of acute observation upon the fair natives. She steps between her husband and danger. Mrs. Allen Barnaby was not better pleased at leaving the grim-looking Mr. Gabriel Monkton than he was at losing her company. He was not particularly fond of ladies' society at any time, and just now he thought the wife of his new acquaintance particularly in the way. No sooner was she fairly gone than he changed his tone and manner entirely, and entered at once upon the national cross-examination to which all strangers are subjected, if intended to be noticed at all and which way i wonder may you be travelling sir in order to see the most and the best of us my object at present sir is to see something of your magnificent lakes the lakes yes sir the lakes are magnificent unaccountable there's no doubt of it and where might you happen to start from last why we have been a good while merely travelling about from place to place in order to see everything without allowing ourselves time enough to stay very long anywhere said the major but where did you start from sir this trip persisted the yankee why positively i forget the name of the place i have a dreadful head for names replied the englishman indeed well then what was the name of the last place you stopped at that you do remember oh baltimore was the last place at which we made any considerable halt and west point added the major apparently much delighted by the sudden recollection yes i remember now we passed a fortnight at a place called west point most delightfully indeed returned mr gabriel monkton with rather a comical accent then i expect that though you are from the old country you have got some relations or connections in the new one no indeed we have no such advantage replied the major i am sure i wish we had it would be delightful but why sir should you suppose this likely well now in point of fact i can't realize the notion of any one who has not got relations either among the lads or the professors i can't realize i say any one bidding at west point a whole fortnight because everything curious there can be seen in two or three hours observed mr gabriel monkton that is perfectly true certainly returned major allen barnaby with a good-humoured smile but yet somehow or other the place had an indescribable charm for us perhaps it might arise from its striking resemblance to a favourite scene with which we are familiar at home in the way of a military college do you mean sir or just in point of location demanded the persevering inquirer both my dear sir both replied the major readily i have two nephews whom i perfectly adore at our military establishment at sandhurst and this circumstance together with the extraordinary similarity of the scenery produced a most remarkable effect upon us all my dear wife who is in all respects most completely a second self to me was inconceivably touched by the coincidence and this it was which induced us to remain there so long and what's the name of the great river major allen barnaby what answers to our hudson at our college it must be pretty considerably larger i expect than they have set any of your rivers and streams down in the maps at least i can't say that i have ever realized any river in england to be equal to our hudson what may be the name sir of that one that runs below your military establishment it is the thames sir replied the major boldly which though not perhaps quite so large just at sandhurst as the hudson is at west point is nevertheless a very noble stream as i suppose you know why as to that sir everything goes by comparison 
returned mr gabriel monkton and may i be so bold as to ask whether you found the discipline at west point as much resembling your sandhurst as the location does i should say sir returned the judicious major that the arrangements of all kinds at west point were incomparably superior to ours and though my nephews are devilish fine-looking lads it is impossible not to allow that the american young gentlemen make altogether a much finer appearance they carry themselves so admirably likely enough sir was the complacent reply we mostly reckon that upon a fair comparison and an honest judgment the citizens of the united states are the finest race that providence has as yet created upon the earth and now sir may i take the freedom to ask which way you are going why upon my word sir i am hardly able to answer you replied the major with another of his frank and pleasant smiles the fact is you see sir that we are travelling so wholly and solely for pleasure that we took a resolution at the very beginning to fix upon nothing but to just go here there and everywhere as whim and fancy might dictate you may depend upon it sir this is the way to enjoy travelling well i don't know it may perhaps to you gentry of the old country who ain't i expect particular famous for knowing your own minds but we american citizens prefer for the most part i calculate knowing when we set out to what place we are going returned mr gabriel monkton with a queer little smile then may i ask sir to which point of this most beautiful lake you may be bound demanded the major gaily as that perhaps may assist me in coming to a decision i should be delighted i assure you in retaining the pleasure of your society as long as possible the boat stops to wood and put down and maybe take up passengers at cleveland and it's a place that in course like all our towns has its beauties and recommendations but nevertheless it is not desirable to stop at for long in comparison of sandusky was the answer then it is to sandusky sir i presume that you purpose going yourself said the major yes sir to sandusky replied the other major allen barnaby then politely touched his hat and walked off having marked the direction which his lady had taken when she walked off before him the major with very proper conjugal feelings took the same which soon brought him in sight of the sofa where mrs allen barnaby had taken refuge and on which she still sat together with the two ladies whom she had found there the excellent husband's amiable feelings in seeking her were immediately rewarded by seeing her rise from her place the moment she perceived him and come forward to take his arm well i have been questioned enough i hope for one bout said mrs allen barnaby as soon as they had moved out of hearing in my life i never met with such curious people as those two women then i hope you have been as cautious as they were curious my dear said the major looking a little anxious i have been undergoing a sharp questioning also and my answers were calculated to give as little information as possible i hope and trust that yours were given in the same spirit for it would be rather suspicious if we were caught telling different stories then all we have got to hope major is that your curious man and my curious women do not belong to the same party for as sure as the sun's in heaven i have answered pretty nearly the truth to every question they have asked except you know just for setting oneself off a little which of course everybody does when they are talking about themselves to strangers one must blaze away a little then or never but excepting trying to make them think that i was a distant relation to blood royal or something of that sort i give you my honour i have not told them a single lie then i give you my honour mrs allen barnaby that you are considerably more of a fool than i gave you credit for after all i told you at saratoga i do think you might have found some better theme to descant upon than the explaining at full length where we came from and all the rest of it 
replied her husband frowning i never said a single syllable about you my dear replied mrs allen barnaby i only talked a little of our delightful season at the springs and i'm sure you had nothing to do with that not even the paying for it besides it's nonsense making a fuss donny what's done is done if you had any particular lies of your own that you wished me to tell you should have said so you know perfectly well my dear that i consider it quite a matter of duty in all that sort of thing to do exactly what you desire however i flatter myself there is no harm done for the chances are fifty to one that your man and my woman don't belong to each other don't they retorted major allen barnaby in a tone much less amiable than usual just look to the right if you please mrs allen barnaby did look to the right and thereupon certainly saw reason to doubt the accuracy of the opinion she had thus expressed her fifty to one would have been a losing bet for there stood mr gabriel monkton in the very closest converse with the two ladies she had just quitted evidently listening to some information they were bestowing upon him with great attention and what made this circumstance the more alarming was that the very instant she turned her head towards them they exchanged sinister glances and ceased to speak the major was evidently much annoyed but his usual excellent judgment prevented his indulging himself in reproaches to his admirable helpmate on the contrary he said to her with the same flattering air of confidence as usual we have certainly got into a scrape my barnaby with these confounded people and all we can do now is to get quit of them as soon as possible it will be best to not for us to seem confabulating and consulting together so you go your way and i'll go mine but remember we must both of us carry with us eyes and ears which may be more profitably used than our tongues so saying he walked away leaving his penitent wife determined to atone for her indiscretion by keeping so sharp a look-out as might enable them to guess if any disagreeable consequences were likely to arise from her having given one account of their party and her dearly beloved husband another these good resolutions were soon rewarded with the success they deserved for upon her retiring to the ladies cabin and turning into one of the little beds which occasional rough weather upon this inland sea rendered necessary she speedily found herself in the most favourable position possible for ascertaining how much mischief she had done on this occasion it may be observed that the weather was peculiarly fine and on the bosom of lake erie as calm and as unruffled as the gentle canal in st james park it was not therefore from any feeling of indisposition that my heroine thus withdrew herself drawing the muslin curtains between herself and the rest of the world so as to prevent any chance of her being seen on the contrary she never was in better health or with spirits more on the alert to catch everything which might come within reach of her ambushed ear ere she had remained ten minutes in the retreat thus cleverly chosen two young ladies entered the cabin together one of whom she immediately discovered to be the youngest of the two curious fair ones she had encountered on the deck oh my this is jam arethusa exclaimed this pretty daughter of an ugly father for she was in truth no less a personage than the sole heiress of mr gabriel monkton we shall have some capital fun this frolic pa and ma between em have come right down upon a set of englishers who are sailing under false colours there never was such a man as pa i expect for catching out folks of this sort well i'm sure that if i was at the top of the tree he should just have a statue for it replied the animated arethusa adding with still greater energy all the english are to my fancy first-rate disgusting but what is that your pa has found out this time oh my it is just a proper yankee bit of cleverness i promise you 
but i can't just go at all over now cause i must go up again as soon as i have fixed my curls to help ma find out some more if she can but i can tell you this much that pa means to watch this major as he calls himself pretty close and swears he shan't go on shore without having him at his heels and what's to come next i can't say but pa will take care of that and ma says that she calculates upon our having the fun of seeing him marched off to prison come along arethusa what a slow girl you are i have done fixed my hair spit curls and all before you have done twiddling with your collar the fair friends then departed leaving mrs allen barnaby to meditate on what she had heard she did meditate and to some purpose too for before she again squeezed her ample person through the all too narrow entrance to the bed on which she reposed herself she had fully arranged the mode and the means by which she should extricate her husband from the inconvenience likely to arise from her having stated that they came from one place while he had positively declared they came from another she knew better however than to make her way up to the deck by the stairs leading from the lady's cabin which might perchance betray rather too plainly to the young beauties who had just taken that direction how indiscreetly they had chosen the place of their late conference passing through the gentleman's cabin therefore and reaching the deck at its extremity she was presently leaning over the gallery rail at a point almost as far removed as possible from the retreat where she had so cleverly lain in ambush and here having for some time espied her the cautious major at length ventured to join her well said he taking his place close at her side and placing himself in an attitude that seemed to manifest great interest in the breaking of the wavelets against the planks of the vessel well have you made any discoveries my dear discoveries she repeated i believe i have made discoveries but never mind donny don't agitate yourself i'll get you out of this scrape as cleverly as i did from that of big gang bank she then hastily but very intelligibly recited what she had heard but upon his uttering a few expletives indicative of some slight irritation of temper at the disagreeable turn the adventure seemed likely to take she stopped him somewhat authoritatively saying with an uplifted finger and a flashing eye not another word major allen barnaby in a way of reproach or complaining or i leave you to your fate difficulties seem but to excite and expand my genius and i feel the same happy confidence in my own powers which i have ever done through every stage of my remarkable existence but in order to enable me to put this to profit you must give my powers full scope major if you will let me have my own way and do exactly what i bid you i'll have you on shore at cleveland without letting that odious scarecrow of a man know one bit about it any more than that tall chimney there set about it then returned her husband with more sharpness of tone than was usual with him for he was in truth too thoroughly vexed at the result of her tattling communications to be at all disposed to encourage the vapouring style she had assumed for one moment she looked at him earnestly and seemed doubting whether she should resent his want of politeness and abandon him to his fate or generously forgive his petulance and again extend her helping hand to save him the very wise second thought which suggested the impossibility of punishing the contumacious major alone at once decided the question and with a smile half playful half reproachful she said come on donny no sour looks if you please only be grateful and acknowledge as you have sometimes done before that i am your good angel and i will take care that you are a free man still forgive me my barnaby said the again smiling major if i permitted myself to doubt for a moment that my cause was a safe one if you undertook its defence but what in the world is it that you propose to do my dear love i protest to you that i think this business is a very awkward one not a bit of it replied his wife cheerily 
pray my dear do you think you have sufficient strength of mind to endure with tolerable composure the seeing me exceedingly ill again that expressive word again reassures me my charming barnaby for it at once turns the threatened illness into an admirable jest but do you really think my dear that you could put off this trick again so as to get me free from this devilish steamboat without being followed by this grim gabriel the old trick donny with the assistance of a new one following it she replied will i think suffice to do all we want but i don't believe it is quite a new trick either for i remember hearing something very like it before but it is not the worse for that you know if it serves our turn and now listen and you shall know what i mean to do and what i mean you to do you will see me presently walking down the ladies stairs into the little cabin when i get there i will wash my face you know donny just as i did before and when this is done i will crawl up again looking very poorly indeed and then you must help me to the sofa and then i must lie down and then you must go and bring patty to me and then i must send her to borrow one of the ladies smelling-bottles and then i suppose they will come to me when i shall take care to make them understand that heavenly beautiful as their great big lake may be the movement of the boat on it makes me very ill in short i shall make everybody understand that i am determined to land at the first stopping-place which i understand is called cleveland mrs allen barnaby paused for an instant to take breath upon which the major ventured to hint that he greatly doubted if the mere circumstance of their landing at cleveland instead of sandusky would suffice to distance mr gabriel monkton if indeed he were as determined to track him as the language he had overheard seemed to indicate a whole volume of scorn flashed from the eyes of my heroine as she listened to these words you doubt it major do you and to tell you the truth my dear i doubt it too depend upon it if i thought he could be so easily put off i should give myself no further trouble about the matter you must hear a little more first if you please before you venture to decide whether my scheme will answer or not after having clearly given these ladies to understand that i mean to land at cleveland i shall declare myself unable to sit up any longer and you and patty must help me downstairs and lay me upon the bed well then imagine us all down there as snug as possible of course you know as well as i do that whenever anything happens which takes any of the ladies husbands into the ladies cabin all the other females as they call themselves keep clear of it as if they thought that he was a shark going to swallow them all up we shall therefore have the cabin entirely to ourselves and then i will dress you in my large long cloak petticoats and all that and you shall put on my large leghorn sunbonnet and white lace veil and patty shall help you up to the deck exactly when the boat stops which they say is just when it is getting dark the passage and all that you know is paid already tornorino shall go with you and if any questions are asked about the major patty shall say that you are going on to sandusky because you expect some one to meet you there on business and that we shall travel by land under the escort of the don to join you there what do you say to this major but what on earth is to become of you my dear if you remain here on board by yourself demanded the major affectionately don't trouble yourself about me my dear she replied gaily there's a number of shabby-looking women on board and i mean as soon as it gets dusk to go up amongst them dressed quite differently from what i am now there's that old tartan cloak you know will cover me up completely and i have no doubt in the world that i shall get out of the boat with the rest of the riff-raff without any single soul taking notice of me you know their way of always making everybody pay at the half-way station and that prevents anybody's being looked after when they step on shore 
you are perfectly right my dear barnaby as to that and i do declare that considering the hour for landing and all the other circumstances i see no reason in the world why the plot should not succeed besides it is your invention you know and that gives me confidence for everything you do succeeds why i must confess she replied that i have rarely taken it into my head to plot and plan without succeeding however though i take credit to myself for the invention or at any rate for the adopting it you must please to remember donny that a good deal of its success must depend upon yourself i am quite sure that this fellow expects somehow or other to make a good thing of catching you there are a good many queer tricks you know practised in this country of one sort or another and i take it these yankees are up to a thing or two as well as your friends at new orleans perhaps he suspects that you have not been visiting their glorious and immortal institutions for nothing and may hope that if he keeps you in sight for a day or two something may turn up about you my dear which might make somebody or other very grateful to him for having looked after you a little and that's precisely what will happen mrs allen barnaby as sure as your graceful and ever charming form hangs over this rail so far you understand the circumstances of the case to perfection but i do not exactly perceive how any exercise of my own peculiar talents upon this occasion can in any way assist in enabling us to avoid the catastrophe we anticipate your own peculiar talent donny may have been more necessary to get you into the scrape than out of it nevertheless my dear i have sufficient confidence in your general cleverness and ability to feel assured of your passing with more than credit with honour through that part of the business which must inevitably fall to your share said mrs allen barnaby and pray what part of the business may that be my dear demanded the major if it means the walking under your garments with equal grace to yourself i must fail the thing is impossible tranquillize your spirits my love on that point returned the lady with a playfully tender smile nothing of the sort will be necessary in about two hours it will be quite dark enough for you to walk as you will under my garments without any eye being likely to perceive the difference your part of the acting must take place immediately after you have left me upon the sofa with patting listening to my groans you must assume a very unfond and unfeeling air foreign to your heart my love of course but absolutely necessary to your circumstances and having sought and found your agreeable new acquaintance mr gabriel monkton you must tell him that i am horribly sick and then you must swagger a little about the horrid bore of travelling with women and then you must swear that you would not miss seeing the person you are to meet at sandusky for all the sick women in the world but add with some little show of softer feeling that for all that you are not such a brute either as to insist upon my going on and then you may speak of the excellent qualities of tornarino and the perfect satisfaction with which you can trust me to his care and to that of my daughter it is in this scene my dear major that you must display the talent for which i give you credit when you have performed this you must conclude by telling him that you must intrude into the ladies cabin in order to apprise the ladies of your party that they must land at cleveland without you and then you may walk off to find us taking care ostentatiously to proclaim as you go your regret at the necessity which obliges you to take the liberty of entering that apartment and taking care also that gabriel does not lose sight of you a moment sooner than it is absolutely necessary five minutes retreat with patty and me will suffice for your toilette you must make our good tornarino understand his part in our little domestic drama and school him to knock at the door of the cabin as soon as the boat reaches cleveland 
he must give you his arm through the gentleman's cabin the stairs from which open upon the deck close to the gangway by which they go ashore i shall follow at some distance after with a bundle and basket like one of the market women and of course you are none of you to take any notice of me but depend upon it i will take very good care of myself tornorino must set about collecting all our luggage for landing at cleveland and place it near the gangway and now mr major what do you say to it do you feel competent to undertake your part i think i may venture to say that i do he replied so now let us begin move the first as you're descending to the cabin in order to remove that slight and unnecessary addition to your charms which fashion my dear love has induced you to adopt go then and rely upon it that i shall neither mistake the order of the subsequent scenes nor forget my cue perfectly satisfied with the spirit of active obedience which she read in her clever husband's eye she gave him an approving nod and moved off End of chapter thirty nine